0: Hi there. This is Alana. You're listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast and I'm here with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? Hey, it's
1: going well. How are you? Good. Anything fun or new over there? Uh, Just yard work and housework and getting stuff done because it's been, yeah, kids are out of school. and It's summer. It is summer. It's been like, we just got our first rain here of like for instance, I can remember, I don't know if we got rain since snow. Mm-hmm. So right. it's been good. How about you guys?
0: Yeah, no, we're enjoying everything. The mosquitoes are pretty miserable this
1: year. Yeah. So that's,
0: uh, that's year. the one Bane, <laughs> but no, we're doing good. We're out in the garden and staying mostly healthy. So yeah, lots of things to be
1: thankful for mm-hmm. up to, and including being able to do another coffee break episode today. I know. And it's been a while since we've recorded. So that's pretty cool. I know.
0: So for people who are unfamiliar, our Coffee Break episodes are where listeners like you write in questions that you have about prayer or really just topics that you would love for us to explore further. Jamie and I love these because it helps us know what's on your heart and what kinds of topics are the most useful and relevant for you. And I'm really, really glad that we got this question in today because I think it ties in with kind of how for the last several episodes that Jamie and I have been on together, we're just kind of talking about the basics of prayer and almost like the the questions that sometimes we don't ask because we feel like as adults who have maybe been praying for decades, we should know the answers by now. So if you have other topics that you want to submit, you can do that at prayingchristianwomen.com slash
1: questions. Yeah. I love these questions because I just feel like we don't take enough time to really spend on some of the things. I just, I like bringing up things that, that you may not be comfortable asking someone mm-hmm, in real life so mm-hmm. that we can talk about it here. And then, you know, that kind of makes you feel not so alone.
0: Well, and even on the back end, when it's Jamie and me talking about a subject that in- involves more research on our part, whereas when you send in something, we just get to kind of show up and talk about it. So
1: we appreciate the questions that come in. Yeah. Well, before we get started, do you want to open up in prayer? Let's do it. Okay. God, we just thank you for this time and for this topic and just the ability to focus on being able to um, pray comfortably when we're in a group setting, being able to just get over some of the hurdles that might keep us from stretching our wings in prayer. And, And we just pray that this time would be a real blessing to people and to us as we just focus on. Um, just becoming closer to you, and and not just in our personal prayer lives, but in our corporate prayer lives. Amen. Amen. So, the question that
0: we have written in from an anonymous listener says, "I know I shouldn't worry about sounding good when I pray in a group, but I would really love to know some tips for how to be more comfortable praying out loud. I just don't know what to say." And I freeze up. So I almost feel like there's two parts here. We can talk about the practical, just how to feel comfortable praying out loud. But I think we should also address kind of the roots of why do we feel awkward about it? You know, like it reminds me, Jamie, of when you and I started podcasting at the very beginning years ago, and we had been friends for years by then. And so in a way it shouldn't have felt awkward for you and me to show up and talk, but there truly was a sense of, okay, now that we know that we're doing this for an audience, there right. was awkwardness there. And so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with just kind of the, the root deep issues, or do you want to start by throwing out tips for feeling more comfortable? in No,
1: let's talk about the root issues and, you know, why, why is it that we feel intimidated? Yeah. And yeah.
0: And I think it can be different for different people. This is a case where I feel like it'll be smart to just, if you are uncomfortable praying in a group, to think about, you know, Jamie and I will give you some questions to ask yourself to kind of pinpoint where that comes from, because it's going to come from different places for different people. And if you're totally comfortable praying in a group setting, My hope is that you can also feel a little bit of compassion for people who aren't. Like when Scott and I did youth ministry, our philosophy was we were never going to make somebody pray out loud, right? Especially like imagine yourself as a, you know, an awkward middle schooler and you're, you know, you're so self-conscious about things. We never would force that. And for some people, it's like, oh, it's just, it's the most natural thing in the world. Anybody could do it. And I would start off by saying, I don't see many situations in which anybody should be forced to pray out loud.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think of even our kids, like we, we don't force them to pray out loud. All of them have at some point prayed out loud, but we have one kid in particular that every once in a while will just be like, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable praying out loud right now. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? And and we've always been like, yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. Once I was talking with my son
0: about a really, I, I don't even remember the issue, but he was really struggling with something. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you want to pray? And he said, yeah, let's pray about it and then like nothing happened. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for him. I'm like, well, do you want me to start or do, and in his mind, when I said, you want to pray about it, that was me inviting him to just like be quiet and sit with me for a few minutes while he prayed and talked to God on his own. And I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Oh my goodness. I love that. That really, yeah, yeah, that is very cool. Just praying silently together in Mm -hmm. your own ways. Yeah. Right. But I think, well, go go ahead. Ahead. well, I was just going to say I think, you know, definitely no one should ever be forced to pray out loud, but I think it can be very freeing to if you are someone that's not comfortable praying out loud, it can be freeing to stretch yourself a little bit. Um it kind of goes back to like I remember we were going to have a school dance and uh-huh. I was terrified of I was like I don't know how to dance, I don't want to <laughs> dance and my dad was like one of my biggest regrets as a kid was that I never, never went out and danced because I was so hung up on what people thought. uh, Just go out there and dance. And it's kind of a similar thing where I feel like your prayer life opens up in ways when you stretch yourself a little bit and when you can Mm. pray and start exercising your prayer muscles in public. So I don't know. I feel like we have some topics that we can talk about today and talk through some suggestions of Mm -hmm. what you can do to be able to grow step-by-step and feel like you can get to the point where you feel like you can pray out loud if you want to, you don't have to, but I think it really can be beneficial. But before we get there, there is the very real fact that women especially can be judgy and catty sometimes. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of at the root of why we're afraid of praying out loud sometimes is being judged by other women. And I remember, you know, my husband was in a situation one time where we had just moved to a new place and he was kind of trying, I was in the background, like hoping he would get involved in like a men's group or something. Mm And, and, and he finally went to some kind of men's breakfast or something. and I don't remember exactly what happened, but he started either praying or reading scripture or doing something. It was during a prayer time for men. And um, he, I think, started reading a passage of scripture, like to meditate on during that prayer time. Mm -hmm. And someone like called him out on like it being inappropriate. And I. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was like, whatever he did, however he prayed or whatever it was, it was something that he did like reading scripture and then praying about it or something. But Mm -hmm. one of the men there actually like talked down to him and was like, well, this is, you know, this is a time for silent prayer, or this is a time for whatever, Mm -hmm. but it was, it totally turned him off and he never went back. Um, Yeah women can be that way too and and as women if we've experienced being in a situation like that we can then go into every situation assuming mm-hmm. all women are like that when we're not right. all like that so like yeah. i think those are some of the root issues of you know bad experiences in the past or mm-hmm. you know this idea that you're being judged can be behind for sure I think that's a big one.
0: For some people, it probably is just a fear of public speaking, you know, and there's not anything beyond that. I think sometimes it could also be, especially if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, if you feel like there's kind of the right way to pray, like everybody else is doing it better than I am. And I'm Mm -hmm. just, you know, trying to fake it. That can lead to feeling self-conscious and insecure. Maybe you don't like the way you sound. Mm -hmm. when you pray, right? Mm -hmm. Like I I even think about for a lot of people who don't like singing or having other people hear their singing voice. I feel like a lot of the reasons behind that are exactly the same. Someone made fun of you at some point and you never got over it. You Mm -hmm. don't like the way you sound. You compare yourself to someone else. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other big ones, you know, sometimes this is almost the opposite. Sometimes it might even be that you feel something so deeply Mm -hmm. that you feel like once you start to pray about it, like it's just going to open up this dam of emotions and you've got to keep it bottled up. Right. So like I can picture, you know, let's say you're in a, in a women's prayer group and you just found out that your husband's been having an affair and your marriage has dissolved or is in the process of dissolving. And people are praying about like superficial, what you see as kind of catty things. And you're worried that, okay, well, if I start praying about this, A, they might judge me. B, I just might start bawling uncontrollably. (laughs) And, you know, we don't want to, so many women are conditioned to not want to like take up space and to not want to be seen Mm -hmm. and to not want to like put yourself out there, right? Like we're in the habit, a lot of us of making ourselves small. And so I know for me, sometimes like I've been told that if I were to pray the way I like unfilteredly pray, people can get intimidated by that. Like they can feel like, oh, okay. Like we're praying about uncle Joe and his, you know, broken ankle, and now she's like, you know, calling down these like, you know, she's she's ripping the veil between heaven and earth. And, and for some people like that, that's actually an intimidating feel. And so I know when I'm in a group setting, my tendency is to really downplay because I feel awkward about this fact of, like, I've been told, okay, when you, when you unfilteredly pray, Alana, like I get super intimidated. Like, it's like, wow, here's this like less than five foot woman. And all of a sudden, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, we're just here praying about Uncle Joe. <laughs> and so for some of us, it's almost this sense of like, we need to even hold back mm-hmm. when we pray out loud. And then that can feel like, so for me, praying out loud sometimes does feel a little, disingenuine because I feel like I'm just sort of saying words to be part of the group, but yeah. it's not really the prayers of
1: my soul. No, I think that's a good point. And, and on kind of the same line as that, I think some of us might feel like, well, my relationship with God is so personal and intimate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to share that with everybody, but I don't know. Sure. I think I think with your analogy of us having a conversation, I think that's a good mm-hmm. analogy because, you know, the way that we talk, I feel like we've come a long way in just feeling conversational more so than yeah. than, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the prevailing. That's Heart right. Podcast. <laughs> Hello. Jamie. Like we did when we first started. Yeah. Well, scripted. Yeah. But the way that we talk, like it's a little different. When we're talking, yeah, for, it you is. know, we don't ask the right. same questions of each other. We don't have this. Yeah. It's not exactly the same. That doesn't mean it's not genuine, but I understand sure. how it could feel like, okay, I, it, you could be afraid of becoming like the pagans who by their many words, you know, think mm-hmm. they'll be heard or the Pharisees that stand on the corners, you know, trying to be showy um, yeah. when you're in a group, there can be that temptation. So I think all of those things can play into our fear or hesitation mm-hmm. to pray in a group.
0: I think what's really freeing. I remember moments as a mom, when I just kind of realize that all these other moms that I'm surrounded by that I think are doing such a better job than I am, like that we're all feeling insecure. We're all feeling behind. We're yeah. all struggling. And I think that that becomes really freeing. And so if you go into your prayer times, our inclination is often to feel like everybody else has it together. Everybody else sounds good. Everybody else knows what they're doing, but Even just having this conversation of, you know what, almost everybody feels insecure about some aspect of praying Mm -hmm. out loud. And it just, it helps us to be more gracious. It helps us to be less self-focused, right? Because if I'm so insecure about my own prayers, but I think that everybody else is like a super prayer warrior, that's a different feel than if I show up. I'm like, wow, they're struggling just like I am. So I'm going to feel compassionate and encouraging toward them. That really, really helps. So I would say, if there's no other takeaway, it's just to recognize, yeah, everybody feels insecure about praying out loud in certain situations. Do you have mm-hmm. any really awkward praying out loud stories?
1: Oh, yeah. I've got a really bad one. Oh, no. Oh, it makes me cringe every time I think of it. So I went to, so we, Matt and I met at Virginia Tech. That's where we went to college. And we ended up living there again after we got married about a year later, we moved back to Blacksburg where Virginia Tech is located. I worked at the university. He had another job and um, we had a, uh, it was a 9 prayer vigil. It was after September 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a prayer vigil on the drill field, and they had a corps of cadets there f- at the university um and I did not grow up in a military family to the point where i just i didn't realize that when taps plays, everyone has to be silent oh uh-huh. at the end of the day um I just didn't know that i i I don't know i I didn't know it I know yeah. everyone that well, like, grew up on
0: international listeners. I don't know if everybody knows. So it's like no, it's that's a bugle true. song. Yeah. To I know they do it like at the end of the day to yeah at the end of the, the flag day. right,
1: but it's mm-hmm. also like
0: at a funeral right? Am I?
1: I think so. I okay. See, I don't yeah. even know that. But at this point, yeah. I think it was being played just at the end of the day when they lowered oh, okay. the flag up on the upper mm-hmm. quad. Mm-hmm. And so I just did. I didn't know that. So we were in a huge circle, and I mean, like hundreds, hundreds, I want to say of people in this big, huge circle, and you could barely hear people. So you had to pray loud. We yeah, were, praying, we were taking uh-huh. praying. It took all that I had to muster up the strength to pray out loud in that circle. I was so mm-hmm. nervous. I was so like, oh, and I was running over in my head. What are you going to say? How's it going to sound? And so after, you know, however long, I finally start, and you—it's one of those awkward things with all those people. Yeah, and you don't know who's gonna—you don't know who's gonna go next, right? Uh So I finally muster up the strength and the courage to start praying, and I start praying loud and yelling it across the circle so people can hear. And apparently, while I was praying, taps started playing, and I had multiple cadets like elbow me and like shush oh. me. And I it took me a few minutes to realize yeah. what they were doing. Cause I was like, you know, Oh my. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Yeah. It reminds me,
0: I forget which president it was, but one of them was like making a toast when God Saved the Queen started to play or something. It was just, again, it was oh. one of those cultural faux pas that, yes. you know, like his handlers should have warned him. <laughs> right. like, you know, when this happens, everybody. Is quite I, I don't remember the details, but yeah, those,
1: that would be super embarrassing. I think I might fire my handlers after
0: that. <laughs> your handlers should, handler should have handled that. My handlers should have
1: handled that. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it. Life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to faithful counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy and financial aid is available. I recently started using faithful counseling myself and I admit I had never been to a therapist and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. How about you? Can you think of anything? Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, kind of cringy. Like I was at a, a Bible study and there were, it was just a handful of us. And one of the women there like was sharing really deep, like super deep personal stuff that like, we were probably the first people that she ever opened up to about this. And so we just decided to take time to pray for her and I felt led to start singing a song and basically like I sang out my prayer. Like I couldn't think of a song that would be appropriate. Like the song that would be appropriate for what she was going through hadn't been written yet. So I was just like making up a melody as I prayed to God. (laughs) Oh, I like that. I mean, in a way it was like, oh, here's like, here's this sweet thing. But, and nobody like nobody laughed or anything, but looking back, like, oh, I I feel cringy about that for sure. But then I tell myself, like, if you haven't embarrassed yourself in a prayer
1: setting, you're probably not praying, praying as enough. vulnerably as you should <laughs> be. Well, as an aside, I have, ever since I read your book about the pastor's wife, what was that called again? Um, Breath of Heaven. Yeah. So that revealed a lot about your past musical experiences. Mm -hmm. And we talked Mm -hmm. about that a little bit. I have never heard you sing. And I know uh that you were singing has been a big part of your life. Uh I've never heard you sing. Well, you know, so after
0: being pregnant with my third, I got swine flu and got laryngitis for weeks. And then for the next couple of years, I would lose my voice, if not on a monthly basis, like for sure on a quarterly basis.
1: Yeah. And you still struggle sometimes. Yeah.
0: My, my singing voice never really recouped. I have Mm -hmm. led music in situations where like, I was literally the only one Mm -hmm. who was willing, but you know, I feel, um, I feel a a lot more insecure about my singing now, just because Mm -hmm. kind of like how we talked about, like, I don't like the way it sounds anymore. Mm -hmm. And Um, So that's probably why, but yeah, you know, there's for sure a vulnerability about singing publicly, about Mm -hmm. praying publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I still go back to, yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't cringed every so often at how vulnerable you were while praying, maybe you aren't, uh, (laughs) maybe you're too much in your comfort zone. But I remember another time there was prayer at the end of one of the church services Mm -hmm. where basically like. During announcement time, this was a church where they did ask for prayer requests and we would pray that it was a small enough church that we would pray for people as prayer requests came in. But this was kind of an extra, I think if I remember right, it was even like after the service ended and someone just like signaled like, Hey, I really want to say something. And again, a woman struggling with something really, really, really horrific. And this was a church, you know, you probably read, um, kind of themes of it in the breath of heaven novel, just, it wasn't a church that delighted in huge displays of spirituality. It was much more like we show up, we sit, we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I even like, it was a church that I was leading music at, but it, it was, I think that's when I started to get in the habit of tempering down my public prayers And making them fit into the more kind of respectable, here's what we expect. Some of it was because I'm a woman and it wasn't the kind of church that embraced women being in any type of of leadership. And so even being the person praying for a sermon, I felt very insecure. Like if I were to, you know, again, unfilteredly pray, people would think that I was, overstepping. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but this was a friend of mine who was struggling and I felt very much like, um, and not to sound, this is going to sound pretty terrible. Like I felt like I was the only one in that church who could pray for her the way she needed to be prayed for at that exact moment as a woman, as a mom. And as a friend, Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, I need to pray for this. This can't be one of the elders. This can't be, you know, my husband. And so I <laughs> I stood up and took the mic. I'm like, I'm the one I want to pray for her. And my husband was the pastor is like, sure, that's fine. And and I I took the filter off. And I know that at that moment that is exactly what she needed. But the entire time I had in the back of my head, what are people going to be thinking? What are people going to be saying? Or am I going to get in trouble with my husband? Is my husband going to get in trouble with the elders? Because here's yeah. his wife, you know, like taken the microphone and, you know, and, and nothing bad came of it at that point, but just that sense that I had. So, so really like there's almost a double whammy where we feel insecure if we're not praying mm-hmm. to like a certain spiritual level. And then if you get to a certain level, you feel like insecure that you're going to be seen as someone who's putting on airs. Like, so again, it just goes back to, we all feel insecure about
1: this. Mm-hmm well, what are some steps? What are some practical steps? If someone is listening and is like, I really don't feel good praying out loud. What can I do? I want to try. I want to yeah. try to get myself out of my comfort zone and, and sort of inch my way there.
0: Yeah. I'd say the first one is to stop comparing yourself to others. Stop Thinking as though there's only one right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then next, I really think about what you and I did to get comfortable talking to each other. Because to be fair, like this is a slightly unnatural way to have a conversation. Like you're on Zoom, I'm on Zoom. Like mm-hmm. when I'm looking into your eyes because of my camera, it makes it look like I'm, you know, staring at your forehead. Like, right. Is, it's kind of weird. There's like an itty bitty bit of a lag. So what we did is we recorded a couple episodes that we knew were not going to be listens by anybody. That's right. And I've done this before, not as a way to get comfortable praying out loud, but as a way to make sure that I feel undistracted in my prayers is I will record myself praying out loud. And I would say that that's an okay way to start. I also, I remember my friend and I know I've shared the story before in college who knew that he prayed better praying out loud, but was really self-conscious. And so this wasn't praying in a group, but what he would do is he would walk around his college campus with his phone to his ear. This is before like everybody had hands free sets, and he would talk to God, but to anybody else, it looked like he was just on the phone with somebody. I love
1: that. I remembered that for years. That's a great trick.
0: I think that that can be really, really useful. So practice praying out loud when it is just you can be useful. I actually also love what your husband did. If you're uncomfortable praying out loud and you're in a setting where it wouldn't be looked down on offering to read, maybe just reading something from Psalms Mm -hmm. or in certain denominations, it's more common to read from something like a prayer book, where you have a prayer written out that you can stand and read. I think that those are also nice um, stepping stones to getting comfortable to be pr- to pray spontaneously
1: out loud. Mm-hmm. I think you can also um, just listen, like if you're in a prayer group or prayer, you know, meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, to listen to the prayers of others. And I think of it kind of as like an author reading a lot of different novels in their genre or, you know, books in their mm-hmm. genre to get a feel for, if you don't know what your voice is as an author, you can, you can kind of take in other people and see what, what do you uh, like? What resonates try with you. on
0: someone else's voice.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the pitfall is, you know, don't try to mimic someone else's style, but you know, you can basically take those in for inspiration and then make prayer your own based on some of those things, but what feels genuine, what feels, you know, because your voice in public is going to be a little different than your voice by yourself mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I was thinking of is like with your, it, it, you can start with young kids, you know, like with yes. my kids, like get, <laughs> gather your group of kids together, pray in that front helps. of them that or really helps. Or this came to my mind. There's this whole like movement of read to a dog for kids to practice yes. reading. Yes, uh-huh. with a dog in, in the That's room. That's adorable. I mean, <laughs> I I'm not saying that they necessarily form the two or more, but maybe who knows? <laughs> but but basically, like you know, I mean, just with another body or your cat or your mm-hmm. lizard or your pet, getting of
0: comfortable with your your voice yeah. coming out. That is hard for a lot of women. A lot of women because we're often conditioned to kind of suppress ourselves yeah. and to not speak out to not speak our minds it's hard like sometimes like words get stuck in your throat <laughs> and to be honest i look at my season of really frequent laryngitis and i kind of i i don't over-spiritualize it but I think that there are some parallels so that even today like when I get voice strain I kind of ask myself is there something that I'm supposed to be saying and I'm not Hmm. because I sort of sensed that symbolism when it was so hard for me to speak and yeah so practicing speaking I know uh a tip for people who are uncomfortable singing out loud is people tell you to start by humming. Hmm. And I think that this could also be a little bit useful is the for some people, even the act of making your vocal cords work, like there's something in the mind, body, spirit connection that makes that hard. Mm-hmm. And so even something like humming, or or maybe you're almost the opposite. Maybe you love singing, but praying out loud is harder. So, so. I don't, I don't think people should go out and do what I did <laughs> unless you really, really, really feel called to it and just like sing in public, but maybe almost like, okay. So you know how they, uh, a child psychologist can sometimes help a child with a really bad stutter by teaching them to mm-hmm. speak through a puppet. Are you familiar with that? So like, mm-hmm. um, if you put a puppet on a child with a, with a very severe stutter, often that They can talk through the puppet without the stutter. Interesting. And, And so I'm almost feeling like, okay, so let's say you're somebody who can talk on the phone and pray on the phone, but praying in person is hard. Or maybe you're somebody who you can sing, you can use your voice to sing, but it still feels really awkward to use your voice to pray. Almost like picture yourself doing what makes you more comfortable, Mm -hmm. almost as that kind of intermediary puppet. (laughs) And so like the way this might look is maybe I have gotten to where I'm comfortable praying out loud when I'm in the room with my dog. And so when I'm at my prayer meeting and I want to kind of get myself out of Feeling really self-conscious. I just kind of picture myself with my dog there. Okay. For anybody who's worried, we're not praying to the dog. (laughs) You know, it's like, who's a good Jesus? You know, we're not gonna do that. No,
1: no. no.
0: (laughs) But having that kind of picture in your head can almost serve again as like a little stepping stone (laughs) to get more comfortable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about the phone, like. Praying over the phone with a friend is a great way to kind Mm -hmm. of have us as a stepping stone and getting a prayer partner. Like if you're uncomfortable in a group, like if you want to start with one person you trust, Mm -hmm. that can be a really good first step and then maybe add one more or, you know, do it that way. But that's I love what
0: you said about kids, um, even babies, right? Like I remember when I went on my mission trip to Russia And I knew a small amount of Russian and I wanted to practice, but I was way too self-conscious to practice with like adults. And so we had a long bus ride. It was maybe like six hours. And one of the counselors had like a three or four-year-old with her. And so basically I just would copy whatever that person said. And I'm sure a majority of it was babble, and I didn't know what I was saying, but I felt less self-conscious because it was a toddler who wasn't going to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm even picturing, you know, like if you have a baby in your arms and you're out loud praying to God, but the baby is there. So you don't feel as self-conscious, like something like that can mm-hmm. really be a nice stepping stone again, to just get comfortable with using your voice, whispering your prayers can, can be a stepping stone too. like not in a prayer meeting, like that would be weird, (laughs) but whispering (laughs) your prayers when you're by yourself again, just to activate those vocal cords and to make that mind, body, spirit connection that sometimes for some of us does feel like it's like broken somewhere. Um, that can be a good stepping stone too.
1: Yeah, that's all good stuff. I'm excited. I think this was a really great episode.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, like everybody's going to, come up with tips and tricks that are useful for you. So again, I would suggest that anybody who feels uncomfortable praying in a group setting, start by asking God to show you kind of the roots of that discomfort. And then that can be a hint as to how you might start to overcome it. For a lot of people I'm sure just realizing that we all feel <laughs> awkward and insecure <laughs> is enough to kind of get over that. And um you know maybe even having a prompt, right? So maybe you feel really awkward praying out loud because for you 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 don't know what to pray about. So maybe showing up with a list of a couple things you want to pray for, right? Something like that can help. Good. Awesome. Anything else that you can think of to add?
1: No, I think we covered it. I really I this was we this is a long time coming. I think this question is a great question and I just mm-hmm. hope that our listener gets to hear this and you know that she is able to really feel empowered, you know, feel empowered yeah. to kind of move forward and take some little baby mm-hmm. steps toward stretching her you know spreading yeah. spreading her prayer wings.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I just want to remind people, not all prayer meetings are the same Mm -mm. and the issue might not be you. It might be that you're praying in the wrong group.
1: Um, That's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah.
0: You know, ways you could tell is, yeah, just the focus of the prayer group, right? It, you can show up to a prayer group and sometimes it's going to be like, we're going to have an hour just to catch up and have fun as friends. And then one person is going to close in prayer. That's that's great. Like that's a really nice social get together, but maybe you're expecting more of a, you know, we're going to spend two hours doing nothing but prayer or, you know, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you, you find like um, one of my friends that I know from online was getting into yoga, but was still pretty beginnery. but was so excited. Like she signed up for this yoga retreat, like a three-day yoga retreat and got there and realized she was like way over her head. Right. And so oh, no. maybe you're the kind of person, like you, you want to show up and pray for uncle Joe's stubbed toe. And, you know, people are over here praying about, you know, the end days and it, it just feels a little bit, overwhelming, right? So again, just remember the issue might not be you. It might be the flavor of the group you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love your advice, Jamie, starting with a prayer partner. If you can't find the right group can be a really, really good option too.
1: And make sure that you hire really good handlers that
0: that's will help right. you,
1: <laughs> you when you're doing stuff that's just laugh worthy.
0: <laughs> I, I wish I had a handler that night. It's like, no, Alana, nobody wants to hear you sing right <laughs> now. <laughs> Great. Well, again, if you have topics or questions or uh, things that you would love for us to cover in an upcoming coffee break episode, you can send those to us at praying christianwomen.com slash
1: questions. All right. Well, do you want me to close in prayer for our listener? Let's do it. Okay. God, we just thank you for our listener that gave us this question. I know this that she is not the first to ask this and will not be the last. We just pray that this episode and just these um, these ideas would equip and empower women to pray in a group more comfortably and, and just be able to tap into their unique voice in, in corporate prayer and just to be discerning. And also for all of us, God, we just pray for a greater grace and sensitivity as we go into all of the, um, corporate prayer events that we, you know, that we're involved in help us individually to contribute to a safe and, um, just loving prayer environment for the, the things that we're involved in. And we just pray that you would be glorified Lord in every aspect of our lives in, in our prayers. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the praying Christian women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.